Yo, Carl, you get anything footy related for Christmas? Ornament. Any more detail or just you going Ollie Williams style from Family Guy on that one? Man, you ornament with clip. (laughs) (laughs) I got two footy related gifts. So my girlfriend's family got me this really, really cool, like 3D kind of lamp thing that has the uh, Liverpool crest on it. And it lights up in a bunch of different colors, but obviously I have it set to red because I don't want to wow. see it. I don't want to see it in blue or green. Pink would look kind of cool, but red. But the highlight you, you could you could do green or something. Like you you could do like one of the different like alternate jerseys or something. But like I, I could I could, but red definitely not blue. Yeah. Not blue, not blue. That makes me think Chelsea and City and not blue. Yeah. But the best footy gift. I got for Christmas. I'm opening up all my gifts, whatever. I open this like soft rectangular kind of gift and I pull out a black Jersey and I looked at it backwards at first and it had nothing on the back. So I was a little confused and then I flipped it over. My mom got me a Wrexham FC Jersey. And for anybody at home who doesn't know Wrexham FC, they're a fifth tier Welsh club who recently got purchased by Rob McElhenney of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia (laughs) and Ryan Reynolds of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Sponsored by Aviation Gin, owned by Ryan Reynolds, because who doesn't love them? Some Ryan Reynolds. So if you couldn't tell, uh, it's by Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) The jersey's actually clean as all hell, though, for a fifth-tier side. Yeah, I actually wasn't expecting it. It's pretty nice. It looks nice. It looks nice. Christmas yeah. was a good time, though. It was a good time. I got some pretty cool things. Yes, I got things, Uh, but I have to return other things because wrong size and shit Yeah, happened. the jersey was too small. I put it on, and my stomach was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Merry Kwanzaa. It's Murphy Chris Mahana Kwanzaa because it combines all three. I, I don't care. Kwanzaa. Hey, yo, welcome back to the High Kicks podcast. We're back after a good Christmas holiday. Carl, no one can see you. I still don't know why you even have to, like, okay. I I will have to say finger guns every single time, no matter what. All right, cool. Boxing Day was a little bit interesting this year. We didn't get as many matches as we thought. We're going to run through that first, and then we're going to talk about the absolute clusterfuck that was the Welcome to World Class 11 presented by 90 Minute Football, because... Personal feeling, a lot of mistakes there. We're going to yeah, go it's... into some some transfer rumors just to gear up for the transfer window that opens up in a couple days. And then we're going to do our predictions. And Val, who's not with us this week, but he did send us our predictions for this week. So he's going to be a part of that, I think, going forward, which is pretty cool. Yes, I decided to include Val in predictions, so Val will now be included in predictions, and by the way, I won this week, so haha, you suck, Val, so do you, Brian. Why you gotta be like that? Because I'm a 12-year-old troll who plays Call of Duty. 
Well, it's perfect explanation for a 12-year-old troll who plays Call of Duty, so, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's a perfect place to get into this week's games. But So, I so think... the, first, the first three matches on Boxing Day uh, did not happen. Did it happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we're not going to talk about those. We're just going to yeah. talk about, uh, we're talking about City Leeds real quick. So, I'm sitting there on the 26th on the couch, whatever. And my mom says to me, she goes, so I don't think Lester's going to beat City. And I was like, why? And she showed me the score that it was 4-0 in the first half. Yeah. Sorry, 3-0 yeah. in the... F- no, 4-0 in the first half. Yeah, I thought it was 4-0. It was And then um, Lester pulled three goals back, right? And then City Lester scored pulled three two. goals back in 10 minutes. Yeah, they that comeback was really strong, but then City sort of extinguished it with the other goal. They got close, and City was like, "Nope." Yeah, it it was a very close match when Leicester started bringing that momentum, but it's not FIFA. They they couldn't keep the momentum like that. City Sorry. stole the momentum back like four minutes after the comeback, also because Iannaccio yeah. scored in the sixty fifth, and Laporte scored in the sixty ninth. So like. Props to Leicester for putting three goals by that city side that quick, but I don't personally like seeing City able to just flip flip the narrative like that and stop a comeback and then make it a blowout again because it was a blowout, then it wasn't, yeah. then it was. Yeah, it's not looking too hot for sides playing City as of recently. As of the past couple weeks, it's just, okay, uh, City's going to blow you out real quick. Dude, I just hope that they don't go on another run like they did last year. Yeah, because if it becomes a deciding game between City and Liverpool, like it could, um, I'm I'm gonna take City with their despite Mo being the best player on earth right now. Thank I'm, you. That must have that must have been very difficult for you to admit. Yeah, as, that as hurt. A United fan. That hurt. Uh, I would still take City, just with their current run of form. I can't really argue with you, and that hurts for me to say. Although they don't play again until April, so yeah, exactly. So we'll knows? see if it's a deciding game in April. Yeah, but exactly, exactly. A lot of things can change. A lot of things can change. And in so, other word, in other news, uh, Norwich didn't score again. So Val, uh, I'm not sure if you're listening, but. He did text and say, I feel stupid for thinking Norwich would score. Yeah, so that's sort of why I had to mention that. Um, Norwich didn't score again, as any sane person would choose. I'm more surprised by the fact that it was 5 nil. Yeah. Like, Arsenal I- has not <laughs> recently been the kind of side to beat up on lower-tabled sides like that. No, they they're more of the side currently to like play a second tier team against like the lower sides and really try to outwork them in like weird tactical ways. Nah, they just smoked them. Yeah, no, it was a five nil smashing. Like it, it was a smashing. I'm sorry, Norwich. You you have not been having a fun season in the Prem and the I championship saw- will be saying hello. I saw some kind of post somewhere. 
I'm not sure whose it was, so I, I can't really give credit, which is kind of unfortunate. But it basically said, I think it was since the beginning of January 2020. And I could be wrong here. Since certain mm-hmm. date, I think it might be beginning of January 2020. No one has won more points in the Prem than Pep Guardiola's Manchester City with 110. But the club behind them is Arsenal. That's scary. Like, just to go back to Carl and I being absolute idiots for saying how, you know, Arteta Garbage. No, not anymore. He has this side kicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Emil Smith-Rowe is climbing in the goal leader charts. Bro, he's he's fourth. He's got got eight goals this season. Yeah, he's fourth in goals. Fantastic. The fuck? The fuck? But before the start of last season, what was his name? Who? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were trying to talk about somebody else. Not you're. You're referencing Emil Smith Rowe there. Yeah. Yeah. No one knew who this kid was somewhat recently, and yeah. the the entire Arsenal side. I mean, he's Aaron not a Ramsdale, Bellingham or a Reina. Like no, he's not God one no. of these. God no. But the way he fits into that side and the way he plays with them is fantastic. Martinelli's hitting on all cylinders. Bokoyo Saka, he's special. Yeah. I also think Emil yeah. Smith-Rowe is special going back to our debate on who you would pick and whatever. I would still pick Saka, but Smith-Rowe is showing me more signs why like Why I said I would pick Smith-Rowe? Yeah. And then... Aaron Ramsdale has been a revelation for Arsenal. Yeah, he's doing exactly what I thought Dean Henderson would be doing for Manchester United. Yeah, Dean Henderson's not needed right now because De Gea's back to De Gea form. Yeah, I don't understand, but... um, You'll take yeah. it. I, and also, let's go back to that. Every time we talk about Arsenal, I talk about Man U. Why? 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 Whatever. Because right. uh, a team... In that wears red does well, and you want to talk about your team that's not playing well. Touche, not touche at all, because it's true. All right, uh, Spurs Palace, Spurs, Spurs Smack Palace. Palace, Spurs Smack Palace. But one of the things I want to talk about in this match, so Sun scored a goal. Mm-hmm. The entire side ran and celebrated with him by doing the Spider-Man web shooting celebration. Because, you know, Tom Holland is a Spurs fan. He plays Spider-Man, the whole shebang. Instagram had a field day with this. You want to know what the joke was? What? Spurs shooting more webs for their trophy cabinet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, even when they dominate and have a good match, there's still ways to rip on Spurs. I also saw... Zaha got red carded in the 37th, which kind of has an impact, except for the fact oh, that yeah. Spurs were up 2-0 when it happened. Yeah, but it still has an impact for the rest of the game, because then you can yeah. hold a very drastic lead, and Zaha is one of the most attacking threats on Palace. So, 
Yeah, I mean, he might be the most dangerous attacking threat on Palace, not one of them. Yeah, l- l- let me correct that. The most dangerous yeah. threat yeah. on Palace. Also, Harry Kane got on the score sheet again. So he's. it seems like he's kind of rolling back into form of finding the net. I, I like seeing that from him. Um, mostly because a scary thing about Kane not seeing the net his price decreases. And then it makes it easier. Well, his value decreases. Whatever Levy is going to ask for him is not going to decrease because of how long he has left in his contract. There's that a diff- is true. There's a difference between like market value according to transfer market and what the club president is going to ask for a player. You know what I mean? But when market value drops because of stats and everything, clubs always try to like hit it at that time because it's when teams are most vulnerable in terms of selling a player. So I think in this situation, because he hasn't really been performing, if he starts performing a little bit and then Man City's like smack you in the face with a couple million, hundred million, everything's, yeah, you, you, uh, you you, you, yeah, I'm scared Kane's going to City. That's fair. That's fair. We'll get into transfer stuff a little bit later. The shocker of the weekend or of the boxing day in terms of results was West Ham losing 3-2 at home to Southampton. I like Like, how you didn't say of the weekend. (laughs) I mean, it was the weekend because it was Sunday, but boxing day. Yo, before we go on. So speaking of that, my friends and I were talking about boxing day and whatever. And my friend Pat was like, Yo, what's Boxing Day? Like, is there going to be a parade for Ali or something? And I was like, dude, Boxing Day as in, like, giving gifts to tradespeople and, like, all that kind of stuff. Not boxing, like, punching people. (laughs) And he was just like, oh. But back into footy, I just wanted to do something, say something about my friend being an idiot. Jesus. West Ham confused me. Well, they, they there, there's one there. There's one person that when you look at this side, you pull pull up the stat sheet for me and look at the lineup, and then tell me something that you see that's missing from the start. Uh, uh for West Ham. Yeah. Who? Antonio. Oh. I don't know why you aren't starting Antonio. Probably squad rotation because they have so many matches coming up and he's exactly a little bit on the older side. He's a little bit on the older side and is a little bit injury prone, but he's someone that they need in every match. But you I mean, aren't expecting this sort of outcome. So I understand like their entire swap. I don't really know what I'm saying. They just fell apart. Yeah, it's more so them falling apart and stuff. But I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm trying to blame it on management but it's not really management it's sort of just even even a club falling apart on the pitch does somewhat come down to management maybe they were ill prepared for the match maybe this maybe that but yeah maybe they just doubted their opponent or something i do want to give the props to you know southampton instead of just talking negatively about villa because they did go out there to the 
no props to Southampton for going to London Stadium, West Ham's home, and scoring three goals. Oh, you said Villa. That's why. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I was just saying that. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because that's the next match we're going to touch on. But <laughs> West Ham are confusing. Southampton played a very, very good match. Yeah. You know, I'm sliding over just to take a quick look at the table. Spurs are in fifth? Yeah. With three games in hand? Yeah, let's not talk about it. Um, But yeah, uh, so West Ham losing was uh, interesting. Yeah. So, quite uh, quite interesting. Ham. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to some more reasons why I'm losing in predictions. Well, no, no, not even that. Just I, I the, when we get to my game, I hate my life. <laughs> All right, cool. But I was very confident in Villa's ability to beat Chelsea, and they played them very hard. They played them very close. I don't know what it is about Chelsea. I take that back. It was a Reese James own goal. Um, but. Jorginho and penalties. Yeah. Like, I just want to do a little sidebar conversation. Do you think it would be interesting if FIFA implemented a rule where if you're the player who gets fouled in the penalty, you have to take it? That would be interesting, but it's not what it is in real life. No, like FIFA, like the football body, not the game, Carl. You know, Bro, like, I'm an idiot like, sometimes. Like the International yeah. Association that sets the rules for the sport that we talk about weekly? I don't know. Honestly, I sort of like the way that the rules currently implemented because screw it. Some people are chasing stats at the end of the day. And if you have a penalty specialist like Jorginho on your team, I would still want them taking it. Like, I would want Bruno taking most penalties, not you this want... season, but like. Okay, I, th- I was going to say. Yeah, but, like, last season, yeah, definitely. I just, I think it would be interesting, because I think it would change the narrative of the way, like, fans judge players. The whole, it would also, like, the whole Pessy be... argument, Penaldo argument, Penandez yeah. argument would have to go out the window. Because they would be the ones drawing those situations in exactly. the first place. They would be in the contact in those zones. Yes. So I do completely understand that argument. And it would take away, like, the fan argument. But at the end of the day, there's more than one, like, yeah. I know. Oh, I know. You have have so many options on free kicks, too. Like, that's one of the reasons. Because I feel like if you do it for penalties, you have to do it on free kicks, too. I I disagree with you. I disagree with you on that. I think part of why I think it should be done on penalties instead of free kicks is... A penalty is almost a certain goal, where a free yeah. kick is not. So having a okay. free kick specialist versus a penalty specialist, I just think in my mind is a little bit different. Yes, I agree. Like, if... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, players aren't yeah. going to intentionally go down for a free kick the way they do to try and win a pen to get their penalty kick taker to take it. Exactly. So, People aren't going to go down outside of the box when they can step a couple feet and then exactly, walk inside the box to get the penalty. But I, the penalty talk aside, I'm not, not taking anything away from Chelsea. I'm not saying, like, who knows? Maybe they could have scored without them. 
I just as as a Liverpool supporter, it's annoying to see Chelsea win matches via penalty, even though a penalty is a penalty, and that's how the sport works. They outplayed Villa. Oh yeah, completely. They they out. They deserve to win. I'm just annoyed with how it happened because I don't like them. Yeah, exactly. I'm pissed that it happened just because. Whatever. Yo. I, I, shit, I would take Chelsea over Liverpool and City. I hate both of them. I wouldn't, take I, Chelsea Chelsea over, I wouldn't take Chelsea over Liverpool and City right now. I would take a lot of people over Liverpool. I would take Arsenal over Liverpool and City. I hate Liverpool and City a lot. <laughs> so I'm not talking about hatred or whatever. I'm talking about on the pitch. Also, we'll see how Chelsea and Liverpool go because, you know. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm talking about pure hatred for sides. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking about pure, like, I, I don't care how they actually are currently playing. I just hate them. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so were we, like, <laughs> were we way too overconfident in Brighton? Or not Brighton, sorry. Were we way too overconfident in Brentford or... Like, I I think we were just way too under doubt. I think we were way too doubtful in Brighton. Because Brighton is an amazing side when they're at home and are actually able to perform. That's fair. That's fair. Because, bro, when Mope is in it and then you see Lilana actually creating chances and facilitating in the midfield the way that he was in this game. Yeah. It, you you see a different side. You do, you do. Lalana is such an unfortunate thing for me because, yeah. Had he not been injury stricken in his career at Anfield, I just always wonder what could have been because he's an amazing talent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that it never panned out, just like I'm happy that Nathaniel Klein didn't pan out to be, like, an amazing right back and a bunch of other talents didn't the pan whole, out to no, be. The whole Nathaniel Klein thing is obsolete to me because he's a similar age to Trent, and yeah, it doesn't matter that he didn't pan out because Trent did. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, for, who cares? For me, for me, I'm just happy that you didn't have... Nathaniel Klein for that year pretty that's much fair. that's, fair. that's and, fair and then I was happy that you didn't have um actually so I'm gonna be honest with you you, you should you should have potentially hoped that Nathaniel Klein panned out because then it would have made it harder for Trent to push his way into the first team and who knows maybe he wouldn't be what he is who is the signing that I'm really trying to think of for Liverpool yeah, from a couple of years ago. That was just what, what aggressively position? mid. I thought it was a midfielder. Nabi Keda? Maybe I'm just doubting on Keda because Keda's a good like player. He's fantastic. I, he just, he gets I, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. He's just super injury prone because he was balling in the Bundesliga. I, yes, I'm definitely was. not thinking of Keda. But there, there was some mid years before Keda, actually. Oh, I cannot think of it. And I phased out of footy for a few years when I was focusing on hockey, and then I switched back because footy, in my opinion, is just a better sport to watch. Yeah, it was around the time of Lalana. Okay, okay. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So what's going on with United, my guy? Uh, shut up. Can we go to predictions? <laughs> so you want to skip the other two segments that we have set up before predictions? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not upset about Man U. <laughs> so first off, Alan St. Maximin's goal was a beauty. Beautiful. Beauty. Beautiful. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep on the couch and didn't see Cavani's goal. Yeah, it was good. Fair. It, it wasn't like Cavani's goal from last year. That's fair. Like, it was a good goal, though. So, But, like, why do we need Cavani to save us in the 71st minute? Why aren't we able to pull a second goal after that? Why are we in that? Why are you trailing Newcastle in the first place? I, I, it's okay if we're trailing a team because it, it was an amazing shot in that situation, whatever. Like, yeah, but the way that Alan St. Maximum was gliding by your midfield and defenders, that shouldn't happen. The shot was great, but the creation of the shot shouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're in the same boat, but I'm trying to justify things that I can't justify. <sighs> Why? Um... I'm just really interested in how we can play so tactically. And then I feel like we just forget how to play sometimes. A lot of times. I do think some of it is manager changeover. I'm not sure if Ragnik Ball has fully been implemented. So that's part of it. 100%. But, 100%. With the side that you have, you should still be beating Newcastle. Exactly. We should be. You should be able Newcastle to go beat Newcastle. Handily. You should be able to go beat Newcastle without tactics and just vibes. With our second side. I don't know about that. With our subs, I think we could beat Newcastle. If I put Dean Henderson, well, Luke clearly Shaw, not because your first side just tied them. Yeah, I know, but like on paper, okay, you cool. know what I mean. Okay. Like also, so Jaden Sancho. Speaking like, of Newcastle. Yeah. Do you, who do you think survives this rebuild? Uh, I actually read something. Um, there's two players I see surviving: Maximin two. and Who's Wilson. This? I don't know about Callum Wilson. If Wilson can stay for this next year, I don't think he's surviving long-term rebuild. No, I'm, I'm talking I about long-term. Like I think long-term, long-term, it's only Maximin. Because he's fantastic. Yeah, but, like, they have no one else. Yeah. I'm glad we can agree upon that. Yeah, because John Joe's too old. No. Uh-huh. Um, who else? Wilson's too old. Is Gail too old? I'm not even talking about it. I just don't think many of them are yeah. good enough to survive a billionaire-style rebuild. They could survive, like, a couple years, but they wouldn't be able to survive long-term, and all of them are reaching ages where they are not worth keeping in this kind of system. Yes. Alan St. So, being 24, I think he'll stay around Newcastle for quite some time. Exactly. Shelby's 29. Wilson's 29. John Joe Shelby's only 29. Yeah. Gale's 32. Like, these players are starting to get older on this Newcastle yeah. side. So, 
they need to start bringing in the young talent. Fair. Fair. I think that's but they're a pretty at the good... Weird, here, wait, wait, wait. They're, they're at the weird phase where they need to bring in veterans first to bring in the young talent, though. So it's like, uh, what do I do? Yeah, I gotcha. So I think that's a good wrap-up of Boxing Day and the game that happened the day after Boxing Day. I still don't know why United and Newcastle didn't play. Whatever. Whatever. Oh, also, I didn't mention the fact that understandably United was a little flat because this was the first match they've had in 16 days. But on that note... But still get a win. Yeah, but so I want to move on to 90-minute football's Welcome to World Class Best 11. It's interesting. I'm just going to read out the side first, starting with the goalkeeper, and then it's a 4-3-3 formation. Manuel Neuer at goalkeeper... Andrew Robertson at left back, Virgil van Dyke and Giorgio Chiellini at center back, Alexander Arnold at right back. Kevin De Bruyne and Golo Conte and Marco Verratti in the midfield. Kylian Mbappe, Robert Lewandowski, and Mohamed Salah up top. I see so, a lot of I see a lot of issues with this side. So if you're looking at this side. Uh, you can say that there are no issues in some cases, like... Where are there no issues? Lewandowski deserves to be there. Sala okay. deserves to be Lewandowski, there. Lewandowski, Sala, Conte, De Bruyne, and Trent, and Chiellini deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah. Chiellini maybe, but his performance at the Euros for me means he. Yeah, the Euro- the Euros pulled a lot of credit for a lot of players, and that's also something that I want to talk about for like so other players. My like, biggest Neuer. flaws. Biggest this flaw. Is, this is the in best the entire eleven list. For this is the best eleven, according to ninety minute football for. The year of 2021. Where the hell is the Ballon d'Or winner? I understand that a lot of people think Lewandowski should have won the Ballon d'Or. That's fine. I'm also potentially one of those people. I see the argument. but Yeah, I'm a Bayern fan, so... But Lionel Messi won the Ballon d'Or. He should be in this 11. Personally, in my mind, he should replace Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, in my mind, I completely agree with that as second, well. Second spot. I For hate me, that I admit this. Jorginho yeah, right. should be there over Marco Verratti. Okay, yeah, we're saying the same thing. Okay, so this is entirely stupid as fuck. How is Verratti in there when Jorginho was ahead of Verratti in every single category for the Ballon d'Or? And well, the Ballon d'Or has somewhat become a little bit of a meh kind of joke at this point. Like, it's voted on by reporters. It's not voted on by the players. Like, I, yeah, pref- I but... prefer to look at the FIFA Best Awards because it takes player and coach input into account. But this okay. is this is also voted on by reporters. So where the hell is Jorginho? Uh, that's fair sentiment. But overall, no. Uh, Jorginho, at times I didn't think he was having a great year, like when I was pooping on him, but then the Euros really, he showed out and completely balled out and was better than Verratti. 
So I he's also been better than Verratti the entire year. Yeah, that's the main. Um, at the yes. beginning, mm. I at the beginning I disagree. Once Tuckle showed up, once Tuckle showed up, I completely which agree. was like mid January. Yeah, exactly. I which mean, is like, like the entire first, year. Like, I mean, like the first like two games. Okay, but like, Carl, Carl, that doesn't count. When we're talking about the year, you say wait, the entire year. If you don't mean like they play so many matches in a year, if you're nah, saying just two nah, games. Right. No, no, I mean probably the first month and a half, probably for Jorginho. That's fair. Because I probably thought uh, Verratti was better at that time, but Jorginho actually started to show a lot better, even though we were pooping on him day in and day out. It was I just think part I of why we were pooping salty. on him though was be- yeah because we were salty. Bro, because he started to get recognition for beautiful play and stuff. That pissed me so, off. Verratti so, being there is sort of a F you to him. If we were saying F you to him, F you Verratti. I don't necessarily... Like, I see Andy being there. I think there's a lot of other cases you could make above him. But I also see why he's there. You know I see I mean? why in terms of consistency. Yes. And that's pretty much the only thing that I'll hear out for it. Because I don't think his peak was better than... Um, uh, you mentioned Cancelo earlier. Yeah, or, that's pretty much who I'm going to talk about, Cancelo. Because I think that's Cancelo deserves to be there also, but I'm just my thought is if they considered Cancelo as a right back, I understand why he's not on this squad. If they exactly. consider him as a left back... I think there's a chance he could be there above Andy. I just As think a Liverpool that supporter, been... yeah. I have no idea why Virgil van Dijk is on this list. I, I, I have absolutely no idea. I do not idea. understand why Virgil van Dijk is on this list. He didn't play the full season because, you know, he tore his ACL earlier on in, and early, when he came in back, late 2020. He was, he was good, but he wasn't himself. He also, I'm pretty sure, didn't play in the Euros, or did he play? In no, the Euros? he didn't. He so, played very little. He just. I, I'm pretty sure he played like two games. He's he's someone who, on ability, should be here, but based on his 2021, no shot, no yeah, shot. Exactly. Like I honestly think they made some good choices in this eleven, but putting Van Dyke here for me invalidates this whole thing. Straight up. Putting Van Dyke here, and then, so, the same reason why, like, when you look at Robertson, I can understand why he's here, and we talked about it in terms of, like, the consistency. Yeah. Manuel Neuer, like, in terms of, like, Why is he there? Sure, I guess. But even but he so, wasn't in, ter- the in most terms consistent, of consistency, like... And he didn't have the greatest peak. I would he, put three I, keepers or yeah. more, but three keepers above him, definitely. I'm taking Donnarumma. Ahead I'm of taking him. Donnarumma. I'm taking Mendy, and I'm taking Kaylor Navis. And I'm taking Allison, and I'm probably and I'm taking, taking Ederson from yeah. last year. Like I, I don't get it. Like Chiellini should be here based on the Euros and based on how he played for Juve. And don't even exactly. get me started. Don't even get me started on Trent. For all you Reese James people out there, no. Just no. 
the notion that Trent Alexander-Arnold can't defend is gone in my mind. He defends quite well. He takes people out of plays. He wins the ball. He just needs to get a little bigger, but he's he does, doing but it he's, year in and year yeah, out. He's, he's so 23. He's, he's actively making the difference. Exactly. So I truly believe Trent is the best right back in the world. Yeah, I don't think there's much argument when he's second in the Prem and assists, assists and also one of the best defending right backs in the world currently. So, yeah. like, do you remember when Juan Basaka was like, oh, yeah, I'm the best tackler in the world? He's not anymore. Like, for one week? Ye- uh, it was a month. It was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you, so you get, get what me I wrong. mean. Don't get me wrong. If Kimmich slides out of the midfield and goes to right back, we have a discussion. Yeah, exactly. But, but he, that's not happening. No. Exactly. Kimmich has fully come Become to a the midfielder. CDM. Yeah, CDM position all the way. So my biggest gripes with this side are no Messi, Jorginho over Verratti. Why is Van Dijk here? He didn't play enough. The the Andy just because of the peak. And then same thing with Neuer. Neuer just, I don't, I don't. eh. Neuer just was not as consistent as a lot of other keepers last season. No, he wasn't. Like he he had like bad games Donnarumma that were very was horrendous. First, Donnarumma was the first keeper you listed. So Donnarumma reason, was would be the first one that I would put on there, even though he was the least consistent. He had the greatest peak with the Euros. He had the greatest peak. So same thing. Keepers. Same thing I say with Messi, not being here as the Ballon d'Or winner. Exactly. Exactly. Gianluigi Donnarumma won the freaking Yashin Trophy. He was the best keeper in the world last year, according to reporters. I understand that these are different reporters, but bro, like, come on. Yeah, even as a Bayern fan, I'm not really hearing it. It's sort of just stupid. All right. I I think we've done enough pooping on this list just because it's a strangely biased list for. It's weird. weird. It's weird. I I don't even understand where the biases come from, though. (laughs) It's like it's like random biases. It's like okay, I guess I have a PSG and Liverpool bias. There's only one PSG player or two. P- I guess two PSG players. And I yeah, the, the argument for Mbappe, like yeah, he's fantastic. I get why he's here, but like if I had to take but somebody Messi out for Messi, your argument. If I had to take somebody out for Messi, I would take Mbappe. Yeah, but. If you have two players and one won the Ballon d'Or and one didn't, you put the one who won in. Yeah, even though when they're Messi having like arguably the Messi same season, be on that side. Yeah, but they're having arguably the same season. I would have changed up the formation a little bit to accommodate for Messi. I would have just kept it the same because it doesn't really fucking matter because Messi can play left or right. Messi can play anywhere as long as it's an offensive position. Exactly. All right, Carl, you got any transfer rumors for us? Yeah, I have a couple random little ones. Hit me. Starting off, one of my favorite players is going to be on the transfer list by Real Madrid. We're not surprised that Bale is getting on the transfer list, though. Like, I'm not surprised at all. It's just depressing. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But in terms of rumors with players linked to other sides... Leeds United's Rafinha is oh, yeah. 
highly linked with a move to Bayern Munich, a 50 million euro move. He's also uh, linked. He's also linked with a move to Liverpool, but yes, I see Bayern more likely. Yes. I, I don't think Liverpool would shell out that much for him. I don't really see Bayern shelling out that much for him either, though, with the way that Nabry and Sané have been playing. He's a replacement for Kingsley Coman should he leave. That's fair. Yeah, but like I was saying, Nabry and Sané are on a tear as of That's recently. Fair. That's fair. So I you also don't even, yeah. lead selling Rafinha would be them conceding to relegation. Exactly. So I think that would piss a lot of Leeds United fans off because they've waited so long to get back into the Prem, and I think that would send them back down. One of the more interesting transfer links that I've seen is Dusan Vlahovic. Apparently, uh, yeah. he's now highly interested in joining Arsenal after he reportedly snubbed them earlier on in the season. Well, what was also not previously happening... Here, was wait, Arsenal wait. playing well? I know, yeah. but could you imagine Emil Smith-Rowe sliding back into Cam, Saka on one wing, Martinelli on the other with Vlahovic up top? That's disgusting. I don't want to see that. And then a great defense, like what they currently have right now. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Also, but so- also here, wait, uh, let me go first. Okay. Arsenal are going to sell Aubameyang and Lacazette, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll see which one of them actually leaves in January and which one of them is going to stay. Or both of them leave and they just go all out and make that signing in January. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I agree with that. I I think they both go. I think Alba goes in January. I think Lacazette sticks around until the summer. I agree with that. I... I'm also just interested to see who signs pre-contract agreements. Yeah. Because we're like, what, five days out of the transfer window opening, and there could be a lot of interesting things that go down then. Yep. So that's going to be fun. A couple other little ones. uh, Ferran Torres to Barcelona. Um, That already happened. Yeah, that's pretty much Not officially because the window is not open, but everything has been agreed upon. Exactly. All in all, it's confirmed. Uh, Anthony Martial is going to leave Manchester United. Uh, I think Sevilla, right? Sevilla is the top target currently. That's what I was reading as well. Did you read that from Val's post too? No, I also read it from a different source. I read that from Val's I read. I read it from Val's post and a different source though. So I will give Val his credit, but another also, shout out to Val because he's killing it with our social media at the High Kicks yeah. podcast on Instagram. Yeah, but uh, I love I love the work he's doing. Liverpool's linked with uh, Bowen. Not that I don't serious. Want that. I don't want that. Actually, a serious one is Rudiger to Real. I've that's seen highly a linked. Lot that's of, highly linked. I've I, seen a lot of things about that. I think that would be good for both parties. I agree entirely. I think it would be a good fit for that Real side, bringing a veteran presence sort of like Rudiger. And yep. I think Rudiger would work really great alongside Alaba. Yep. I think it would I be a good it... placement for replacement for Varane. Mm-hmm. I agree. I also have seen Kareem Yemi linked with Liverpool. I would love yep. to see it, although Salzburg don't look like they want to sell him just yet. Yep. Um, 
in other news, Frank, uh, Cassie, uh, Cassie, it's not Cassie, uh, is linked with Tottenham. Congrats, Why would you Tottenham. want to go to Spurs? Congrats, Tottenham. You, you're going to pay a lot of money for him. I mean, he's a fantastic player. He is fantastic, but his price tag, I, I, it's more than what, um, what, uh, Koulibaly's was, Bruh. and of course he's younger than Koulibaly and doesn't have the injury history of Koulibaly, so it's it it's a bit of a strange comparison. You're just listing numbers, so that's fair. Uh, you're not comparing their ability; you're just comparing their price tag. So I got you. I get where yeah. you're coming from. Yeah, I'm not trying to compare like because they played two different positions. Like you, yeah. you can't really compare them. No, no, not at all. But yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested by that. I want to see if uh, Ron Cassier um is worth that price tag because for AC Milan, sometimes he was, sometimes he wasn't, and he could really develop into something on another side. So. Also, I saw a report today that apparently Erling Holland doesn't like the idea of moving to the Premier League. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's just a bait to try and get more money from Prem sides to draw him in or if that's his that's own easy bait. That's personal easy feeling. Bait. I'm not necessarily sure. We're going to see that develop a little bit more. But transfer news is going to pick up much, much more and we're going to have a lot more to talk yeah. about once the window opens on january 1st the january window is usually a lot slower than the summer obviously because it's shorter but i'm excited to see how that plays out and i think it's time for us to guess some games yeah i think it's going to be really exciting but i think what's even more exciting is when the 19 games that have been postponed will be played it's so many matches (laughs) It is so many games. So we're going to start with predictions. Tuesday, December 28th. I'm going to go first. Sounds good. Crystal Palace, Norwich. I'm going to take Palace 2-0 here because Norwich have just been Norwich. Yep. I'm going to take Spurs 2-1 over Southampton at St. Mary's Stadium. Yep. Conte has gone unbeaten in the Prem so far. Not undefeated, but unbeaten. I think Watford are going to face the wrath of a West Ham side that is mad, and they're going to lose 3-0 at Vicarage Road. I think Liverpool are going to go into King Power and beat Leicester Mm 3-1. Chelsea over Brighton, Mm 2-0. Man City, like... 5-0 over Brentford. Yep. Everton, Newcastle. I'm going to take Everton 2-0 there. Mm -hmm. United, 2-1 over Burnley. Arsenal, Manchester City. I'm going 2-2 here. Straight up. Straight up. (laughs) Just keep it going. I don't need an explanation. You're on something. I actually, I'm not, I'm, I'm on something, but so Arsenal beat Norwich in the same manner that a Man City side would, and I just, I don't know, I got a gut feeling I'm going to be wrong, but you know, <laughs> Leic- 
Lester 2-0 over Norwich. Are you sure you aren't a part of the Arsenal podcast now? I just... It's more of a <laughs> hatred towards City thing. I still haven't gone on the clock end, but I will at some point. Alright, fair. Scheduling with Australia is a little difficult. Exactly. Leicester, Norwich, Leicester, 3-0. Oh, you chose Leicester already, 2-0. Oh, I did? I meant 3-0. Okay. Spurs, Watford, Spurs, 2-0. West Ham Palace could be a match. West Ham Palace at Selhurst Park could be a match. I'm going to go two one West Ham here. Okay. I'm going to take Villa two one over Brentford. Okay. Brighton two one over Everton. Okay. A one one draw between Leeds and Burnley. Interesting. Southampton two one. Over Newcastle. Alright. This is a fun one. I'm torn between 2 or 3-1 Liverpool. I'm going to go 2. 2-1 Liverpool. I thought you disconnected. Literally, I was waiting there and I was like... Did you just disconnect? <laughs> I was nah, gonna like I, swap I, tabs. <laughs> I thought about that for a second. <laughs> and then Man U Wolves. I'm gonna go two one Man United here. Wait, what you said Man U's winning two one? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here. Uh I'll I'll read off Val's predictions real quick. So Val predicted similar to you overall. So for Palace Norwich, he chose Palace 1 0. Southampton Spurs, he chose Spurs 3 1. Watford versus West Ham, he chose West Ham 2 1. Uh, Leicester versus Liverpool, he chose Liverpool 3 1. Chelsea versus Brighton, he chose Chelsea 3 0. Man City versus Brentford, he chose Shitty 4 0. Everton versus Newcastle, he chose Everton 1 0. Man U Burnley 2-1, Arsenal shitty 3-1 shitty, uh Leicester Norwich 2-0 Leicester, uh, Watford Spurs 2-0 Spurs, Palace West Ham draw 1-1, Brentford Villa 1-0 Villa, Everton Brighton 1-1 draw, Leeds Burnley 2-1 Leeds. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Southampton, Newcastle, three one Southampton. Yeah, I don't know what you want with that one. Interesting, uh, Val. Interesting. Chelsea, Liverpool. He's taking Liverpool two one, just like you, Fair. and he's also taking Man U two one over Wolves, just I like, like you. The, I, I like those from Val. Yeah, he, he had a lot of good ones. He had some that were very similar to yours. Kid knows um, his footy. Yeah. And then um, I'm just going to poop on you guys again and just totally win. And, uh, Before you go, what, what are the, what's the score right now? Uh, so last week I had six points, Val had four points, and you had three points. Oof. And in terms of our competition, I am currently at 113 and you are at 101. So uh, Brian, 
what size hat do you wear? Um, but yeah, what, we'll. Uh, do you say what we'll, size we'll hat? Get... A lot of hats are one size fits all, Carl. Exactly, it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let me get to these predictions. I have uh, a big head, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if the one size fits all will work. <laughs> I'll get the snapback big. ones. I'll get the snapback. We'll be good. All right, uh, Palace Norwich. I am taking Norwich. No, I'm not on any drugs. I'm taking Palace too. No, because that's a normal score. Southampton Spurs. I'm taking Spurs two nil. Uh, they were just on really good form. Uh, Watford versus West Ham. I'm going to take West Ham two nil. Leicester versus Liverpool. I'm taking Liverpool two nil. <laughs> Chelsea versus Brighton. I'm taking Chelsea over Brighton 2 0. Fair. As you should. Uh, Brentford versus Shitty. I'm taking Shitty 5 0. Did I also go 5? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'm just going 5 because that seems like a safe number with the, their. Um, actually, no. It's not going to be 5 0 because they just had a big game. So it's going to be 3 0. Um, I thought you were going to say it was going to be 6 or 7. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but no. Like, realistically, it's not going to be another one. Fair. Everton, Newcastle. I think Everton. Yeah, I'm going to take Everton this game. 1-0. I don't think Newcastle's going to score. I am sort of doubting Newcastle entirely. Man U versus Burnley. I don't think Burnley scoring. But I think Man U only scores once, so one nil. Arsenal, man, shitty, man, shitty wins, three nil. Ah, uh, no, wait, three one. Yeah. Okay. Keep it going. I'm just staring at that one for a second. I need to contextualize it. Yeah, screw it. It works. Leicester, Norwich, of course, of course, Norwich. No, uh, Leicester, 2-0. We're so mean to Norwich. Spurs, 2-0 over Watford, even though Spurs are away. We're, we're mean, but like, right sorry, point. homie, you're, you're really bad. Like, I'm, I'm pretty bad. You're really bad, too. So, we're in the same boat. Palace, West Ham, I'm going to take West Ham. 2-1? Cool, cool. Yeah, 2-1. Billups beating Brentford 3-1 because Brentford's home and doesn't know how to play when they're home. I still don't ever get that. Everton versus Brighton. Brighton's away, and they played a really great game against Brentford. I'm going to take a draw here. Uh, 1-1. Okay. Between Everton and Brighton. I think both of them are going to be on like a good run of form by that time. Leeds Burnley. I'm going to take Leeds 2-1 just because it's Bielsa and I love him. Uh, Southampton versus Newcastle. Newcastle because... Uh, no, not Newcastle. 1-1 one, one draw again. Liverpool over Chelsea. 3-1. Ooh. Man U 2-1 over Wolves. Okay. Okay. I think we got a lot of these games wrong. 
I yeah, think I think we got gonna, all of them wrong. <laughs> I think we're going to get, like, a few of them right. Uh, I think we're going to only predict a third of them, so... That's generous, considering what we usually get. Oh, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, only a third of them will be played, so it won't really matter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about COVID this week, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit more, probably, in future episodes, because it has been a big impact. But, uh, so I'll repeat, 19 games are currently postponed. We'll let you... I thought you were going to say 19 games are set to be played, and I was going to say we'll let you know how many of them actually get played. Yeah. 19 games are currently postponed. There's probably going to be more joining them. Exactly. So we'll keep this number up. I'm going to keep a record of it week after week, and hopefully we'll see how many games. I think that's but all we I, got, though, so thanks for yeah. tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. M- much love. Peace.